Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Yes, indeed. They're there for you. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks, plenty of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, although Buner does like the garlic. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And don't forget, Summary Motors has not just a good one, but a great service department. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Matt, why did you pick this one? In the eighth inning, leading by three as Bone hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Bone ahead in game seven. I didn't pick this to rub this in your face, I swear. I just came across it, wanted to keep doing the baseball thing since this is supposed to be opening weekend, and just thought, hey, why not? But this is not to rub it in your face, I promise. How about Dave Roberts stealing second? I mean, how about that <laughs> the highlight? You couldn't have found that one? <laughs> or, or because it's the king's birthday, you decided to pick that? Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Booney with the Game 7 home run, the walk-off against the Red Sox in 2003. All right. Uh, with that, let's uh, go to suburban Philadelphia. Dick Girardi, DJ, as always, great to have you with us. Steve, aren't we supposed to be at Madison Square Garden tonight for the Sweet 16? What am I missing? Uh, I, I, I feel like I've missed a lot the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my when – I, when I looked ahead at the schedule, I said, man, wouldn't it be cool to get the team in the East, win a couple games, and go back to the Garden? But unfortunately, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we knew it was over, and it hasn't made it feel any better, but we're getting through it. Yeah, we're getting through it, no question. I'm, I'm going to get to that in a few moments. I want to get to at least something that actually is happening. I want to start there, and that's the Florida Derby, uh, which is, I think, scheduled to be run tomorrow at 6.30. That sound right to you? That sounds right to me, Bob. Yeah. So what kind of field do they have for this? I, I mean, a good field. Uh, they probably have one of the better horses in the east in it. But I think the best horses are all out in the West Coast again with Bob Baffert again. Um, the Santanita Derby is scheduled to be run uh, next weekend, next Saturday, uh, assuming we still have horse racing. And for the people that don't know, it's one of the few sports that's still going on. They're running at about, I want to say about 10 racetracks around the country without fans. Uh, Florida Derby will be on, I believe, on FS1 and NBC Sports Network. NBC Sports, yep. NBC Sports, uh, yep. 
so yeah if you're just looking for something to do and you as we have talked about many times on the show you can open up an account on expressbet.com and you can gamble it's the only thing you can gamble on too i mean there's nothing else open it's right. just crazy uh but it, it's still out there and uh, yeah it's a derby prep in in quotation marks yeah because the derby is now in september for the people that haven't been following it so we're a long way it usually would be the, the six weeks from now but we're spent but six months from now it's, it's just the whole thing's just crazy so in this field, uh, mm-hmm. would be give, give me two, three horses in this field for the Florida Derby tomorrow, Dick, that do bear watching. Yeah, I, Steve, I'm at the stage of the season where I'm still trying to figure out who the best horses are at this point. Right. And I don't think we really know yet because it, it's like it's so soon. I know this sounds crazy. A lot of people, once the schedule changed, they're actually holding out their horses. Uh, they're not running them like they would be. So instead of a, a derby with, uh, you know, where this is the last chance, this is not even coming close to the last chance. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not even sure I could say to you, hey, this is a horse that we're going to see in September. It could, it could be a horse that's good now and isn't good uh, two months from now. I mean, look, Tis the Law will be the favorite. He's the champagne winner, yeah. uh, trained by Barkley Tagg, who – had funny side back in 2003, and coincidentally a Penn State graduate who grew up in Abington. Uh, but Tisdale will be the horse to look for tomorrow, but I'd be hard-pressed to think he's going to be the horse to look for six months from now. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I don't know how, how many trainers you've talked to, if any, at this point. If you have talked to them, have they discussed at all how they want to change their training schedule because the Derby is now in September? Yeah, I think they're really confused about what to do. Now, these this is the last um, the last big races: the Santa Anita Derby next week, the Florida Derby this week, uh, the Arkansas Derby. They're still running in in Oaklawn. Also, that that's going to come up later. They're actually going to run that on the first weekend in May when they typically would run the Derby. Those are all hundred point races, so typically the winner would automatically make the Derby because you need points to get in. But now what they're going to do, they're going to make some of the summer races point races. Nobody knows yet which races those are. You can kind of guess what they might be. Right. So it's going to take probably many more points to get in than it would in a typical year. So horses that typically would have already qualified, they could get passed on the points list between now and September. All right, now to the basketball part. Playing on the screen in front of me on ESPNU right now. So uh, I've been feeling a little badly that that we didn't get to see how how this was going to end. I watched the Maryland game the other day. I think it was on BTN. And now I got this one on. So so when when this team was really good, I mean like really good, I think they were as good as any team in the country. And that's that stretch that started with this Ohio State game, ended with the Northwestern home game. And the numbers bore that out, all the metrics. So if you're the best team in the country – for 25% of the season, and in the heart of the Big Ten season when you've got to play Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue on the road, and you're winning all of those games, that's that's what this team was. It was that day against Iowa at the Palestra. It was the Maryland game at home. And, and that's what I will choose to remember from the season. But let's deal in the reality. You just wish they would have had a chance to make up for how it ended because it didn't end well, losing five out of the last six. 
Um, and unfortunately, some people will just remember that. I get it. That's how life works. But my opinion is, had they had another opportunity, if Myron Jones was fully healthy, which was still a big if, I think they had a chance to win in Indianapolis and win multiple games in the tournament. Yeah. But those will all be what ifs. Uh, we're never going to really know. We can say what we think would have happened, but we're just not going to be able to know what would have actually happened. But I'll say that I do agree with you, though. I, I do agree with the what if. I think they would have, because I really liked the bracket they had in Indianapolis. I liked. I mean, I yep. thought they were in a good bracket. Indiana, Maryland, good bracket. And then I think it could have set up something else after that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting when you think about when this team was at its very best during that eight-game run, and, and certainly in the non-conference and the Maryland game and, and the Iowa game at the Pluster, when you think of them at, the, at their best, and then you look around and you watch the other teams in the country and you say, well, who is it that they couldn't have played with playing at that level? Right. Well, the answer is nobody. If you can win consecutively at Michigan, Michigan State, and Purdue, you can beat anybody anywhere. So that was the upside. That was the upside for this team. Unfortunately, because uh, Myron got sick after the Michigan State game, uh, it took a little while for it to play out. But over time, it became a problem for the team as their offensive numbers dipped. And then, unfortunately, at the very end of the season, Lamar went into the, a, a slump that nobody could have predicted. He couldn't, he couldn't make shots that he normally would make in his sleep. And I think that affected not his defense necessarily. I thought his defense was great throughout. But I thought it affected the team's defense. When you see your star player having problems putting balls in the basket, it, it messes with your confidence. So I think a confluence of the, of the MJ illness and then Lamar's slump affected the whole team uh, at, at the end of the year. But even with that, Steve, they had moments within those games like the, the great first halves against uh, Rutgers and Michigan State at home, they were great. Uh, the Iowa game, they started great. Had a, what, a 30-5 to five run against Indiana, yep. spreading the halves out there. So it was still there. It was just a question, could he be there for 40? Uh, and, and, again, I'll, I'll choose to believe it could have happened, it would have happened, but that will be one of those uh, too many sports moments, life moments, uh, the what-if moments. And they're, they're the worst kind of moments. Yeah, they are. There's no question. Uh, now, obviously, early on, Patrick was able to get a guy like Brandon Taylor. He got D.J. Newbill. He inherited Tim Frazier. Uh, and he was able to get Shep Garner. But then from the point he was able to get Tony Carr and Lamar Stevens to say yes, and the year before it was Mike Watkins and, and Josh Reeves together, because right? people forget, I think, that Mike and Josh came in together. Uh, but when he got Tony Carr and Lamar Stevens to say yes from that point on, he finally was, was able to now start gathering talent. What did that tell you about game coaching once he finally had talent to game coach? Well, yeah, it's amazing how much better coaches are when they have better players. Steve. It's not that complicated. I mean, I always laugh. But I, I have a lot of friends in the business, outside of the business, that are telling me how this guy can't coach, that guy can't coach. He doesn't know what he's doing. I said, well, let me ask you a question. Who's got the better players? They go, well, I didn't think of that. I said, that's all it is. <laughs> Coaching is accumulating yeah. better play, more talent, and then how, how you want to play once you have more talent, it'll show that you are a better coach. I don't know that that's necessarily true, uh, that you are a better coach, but better players 
equals better coach. And I think this is the way Patrick had always wanted to play. Uh, finally, he got the players that could do it. And this particular rotation, the nine-player rotation, just fits seamlessly. He had seniors, juniors, sophomores, one, one really good freshman. I mean, it had that rare uh, combination of, of experience and talent. And it was Patrick, his uh, ninth season. The staff had been together for a couple of seasons. And, and certainly don't never underestimate the, how much Keith Ergo has meant to this. Yep. And I think the additions most recently of Jim Ferry and Kevin Freeman have been giant. Uh, and, and it all just came together. You know what, too, Steve, when you're going to have one of those special seasons, which this team had for 25 games, you need everything to go right. Mm-hmm. Well, it did yeah. until after the Michigan State game. They didn't have a player miss a minute for anything other than foul trouble. Right. Uh, and then it changed. It, and when that happens, sometimes that can upset a few things, and it leads to a play that you wouldn't have anticipated earlier. But to your, to your wider point, uh, yeah, they, they've broken through. Uh, they've become a program where players are paying attention to because it's a pleasing style, how, the, how they play. Uh, and I think it's going to continue. And I know I've made this case before. This has now been a top 50 program for three straight years. That's uh, right. Won the NIT two years ago. Were about the unluckiest team in America last season when they finished 14-18 and 18 against the second toughest schedule in the country. We don't need to go over all the losses that could have easily been wins, but that was more like an 18 or 19 win team with just a modicum of luck. And certainly this year they were in the top 25 for the bulk of the season and got as high as number nine. So that's what he has to build on. Now they've lost a lot. I mean, let's, mm-hmm. let's not get ourselves. That's right. Uh, they've lost 3,376 points, 1,828 rebounds, 382 block shots from Mike Watkins and Lamar Stevens. Um, but – if you remember, and you do, because you were doing the games, there were moments during the season where they had to play without Mike and a lot of times without Lamar, and they they were good in those moments yeah. because the other six players, also, you mentioned Curtis Jones, he has, he's obviously not coming back either, but the, the six players who will return are all guys who can help you win a lot of games in the Big Ten, and they'll be supplemented by some newer players I don't know if there'll be a grad transfer like Curtis this year or somebody, a transfer that's instantly eligible or any of that, but by all accounts, the young players that are coming are good. Uh, so they'll again have a mix of, what, two seniors, three juniors yeah. uh, out of the top six, at that sound right? Yep, and a sophomore. And Seth Lundy. Yep. yep. So that, that's a really good place to start. I'm not trying to tell you anybody's going to make up for what Mike did or what Lamar did or what Curtis did. It, they, they were tremendous players for the program, but the program is in a great spot because of, of who's going to return. And I mean, just think about how good Myron Jones was this year. Uh, and 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 you just felt so bad not only for him but the team. You see, when he got back, he had he had one good half out of six hands. That's right. And it wasn't anything because he wasn't a good player. He was sick. He was really sick. And I don't care who you are. You're coming back from an illness, it's going to take a while to get back, and unfortunately he just didn't have that time. Um, but, yeah, you got a healthy Myron Jones. He, to me, is a, is a chance when you start next year's Big Ten, you're thinking he could be a first-team all-Big Ten player. Right. And, by the way, and I, I know I had pointed this out to you, Dick, but I think it was his freshman year, Josh Reeves got sick, and then he came yep. back, and he kind of was, I don't know, about two-thirds of where he, where he was. Yeah. It's a, yeah it, it, it just it, happens. It's so, 
Yeah, it's so delicate. I mean, you, you think about think about Wisconsin this year, right? They were brutal in yes. the non-conference. Yeah. I mean, horrible. You're going, who are these guys? Then Micah Potter gets eligible, and then you go, oh. <laughs> now I understand who they are. <laughs> right. It, it, you know, and they end up winning their last state and, and getting a share of the Big Ten. So, yeah, it's at the, at the level, it, you know, again, unless you're some of these teams, like the super teams, like the Dukes and Kentuckys, who have eight or nine guys or whatever they need every year, it's, it's really hard when you lose a key guy. And that, that's where you feel so bad for the coaches, especially and the players who put so much into this and, and have to leave with the – the last feeling you have is, is how it ended. And I know someday everybody will be able to look back on it and go, man, and, you know, when, when we were good, yeah. when we were really good. And they were. Uh, you, know, you, you would know way better than me because you've done it for so long. But this is easily the best team in, yeah, in no. the 16 years. And I don't say that lightly because the, the 0-19 that won the NIT mm-hmm. was great. Uh, speed. I mean, uh, Jamel Corley, one of my all-time favorites. Taylor yep. Battle, Stanley Pringle. Danny Morrissey, Jeff Brooks, what a great team that was. The 11-team with Taylor and, and Jeff Brooks that the got to the NCAAs was terrific. The NIT champs of two years ago, but I think this was the best yeah. group of all. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, one final question, Dick, then I'll let you go, and that does deal with Seth Lundy, who was able to uh, be weaned into the lineup this season. Uh, he can play either three or four, so where he ends up, we'll, we'll find out as to what Patrick wants to do with the future of Seth Lundy. But what did you see in terms of the base of, of Seth Lundy uh, as the kind of player he is and could possibly be? He's going to be a star. Uh, I, I think he's got a chance to be one of Penn State's next great players. Now, next year, obviously, he's, he'll, he'll be starting all year. He'll be dependent on for everything. He'll, he'll take Lamar's spot. I mean, Johnny will start at the five. He'll start at the four. And really, the way Penn State plays, the four is almost like a three-man anyway. Right. Uh, he's got to be versatile. The next step for Seth, he's proved he's a, a really good three-point shooter. Uh, he's he's got to get better on team defense, uh, which he will. Um, if you look back at Lamar's freshman year to his senior year, how much better he got. And he's, he, they're going to have to develop some kind of an in-between, uh, low-post, middle-post kind of a game. Uh, I don't know that you can emulate what Lamar did because he was such a uniquely talented player that he right. could bounce it and get wherever he wanted and draw double teams and make plays. But that's, I think, what they're kind of envisioning for Seth in the future. I think that's what they want him to be, and I think he's got the talent to do that. And you put that in with the one thing that he has that Lamar didn't have was the, was the three-point shot. Yeah, there's, there's a chance for him to be a star. And it's just, you know, what's he going to do over the summer? How much does he want it? Right. But the potential is definitely there uh, for him to be, say, like a 15 points a game scorer next year. DJ, always a pleasure. Hope you and Karen are staying well, all family staying well, and uh, thanks a lot for the time, as always, my friend. You got it, pal. What we're doing, Steve, is doing what everybody else should be doing, staying in. And so far, we're staying well, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll get beyond this and uh, however long it takes for us to get beyond it. Absolutely. Thanks, Dick. You got it. See, Steve. Dick Girardi. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Matt, what is going on on I-80? Yep, I-80 westbound, both lanes are blocked at the 212 exit, which is I-180 Milton Williamsport exit because of a tractor-trailer rollover. Both lanes are blocked, I-80 westbound at exit 212. Find an alternate route. There shouldn't be a lot of you out there traveling anyway. So let's start with that. But find an alternate route. That's I-80, exit 212, both directions. That's the I-180 interchange. Both lanes, just westbound. Oh, just westbound? Just westbound. Well, just westbound. So if you're going eastbound, you're fine. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. By the way, exit 212, accident on I-80, right at the 180 interchange. It is the westbound lanes that are closed, correct? That is correct. Westbound lanes closed, but eastbound open on I-80. We'll make sure you have that information. All right. It is the anniversary of his 39th birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, the birthday boy himself, the king. 39. That's cool. Yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 61, baby. Made it. <laughs> that was my goal. <laughs> 
Chalk up another check mark. <laughs> Bucket list. <laughs> Make it to sixty-one. Jeez. <laughs> With the coronavirus and everything, so I don't have it. I didn't need it that way. So, so. everyone healthy. All good here. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yep. Good deal. So, pretty scary time. It is a but. scary time. We'll get through it. Do you know anyone who has it? No. No, me neither. Do you, Matt? I do not, and hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, me too. I don't. Yep. I don't know anyone and don't care, and I hope no one I know gets it. But boy, New York City is really bad. So. Yeah, really bad. Yeah, I'd say what? Forty percent of all the. Infections in the country, a third to forty percent are in New York City. Some number like that, crazy. I think, I think I said in the show a couple of weeks ago, if it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad there because I think I, I'm just guessing at the numbers. Seventy to seventy-five percent of the people who live there don't have a car. You know, everything they do is yeah. mass transit, so they yeah. travel everywhere they go: subways, trains, buses. What do they have? Twenty eight thousand, twenty eight thousand people per square mile. That's not right. Um, yeah, it's crazy. That, that, you know, you feel for them, and they're trapped there. They can't really do anything. So, I know, Connecticut's that, worst yeah. area is along the as Fairfield County. Right uh, near New York. Your numbers on Connecticut. Yeah, it's on the New York line. Most of Connecticut's issues. The Hartford area, not so bad. Um, where we are here, which is north of Hartford, not so bad. You know, A1 is bad, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's like 10 in Hartford, you know. But Massachusetts is bad, Boston area. So Yeah, yeah a lot of anyway, metro areas. Let's, yeah. let's get yeah. happy. So All right. So I got my, do... my questions. Matt, are you better prepared on questions? Yes, I now have three Come questions. On, he was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you only had two. How could you? <laughs> I, I am fully prepared with three questions now. Wow. Isn't it weird not having sports? It's just like, yeah. gosh, it's strange, all right. You know? That's why I told when I had Dick on the previous half hour, Dick Girardi, the first thing we talked about was the fact they're going to run the Florida Derby tomorrow. At six thirty, really? yeah. So I think I'll watch. <laughs> I think I'll <laughs> watch the floor. What the heck? It's live. It's real. <laughs> Wasn't a real race there before, but I am now. What the heck? I go, am baby, now. go. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea which horse is which out there, but I'll watch it. I was in a, uh, uh, like a basketball pool with this company, and they had a pool on the Kentucky Derby. And I was like, I don't know anything about horse racing. So I, I said, all right, I'll be in it. And I paid my $10. And I go down the line, and I see what horse. I see Jones, Smarty Jones. I said, that's my horse, Smarty Jones. So I'm sitting there, and, and I, I put it on. And around the stretch, they come, and Smarty Jones, and I jumped out of my chair, go, Smarty, go. <laughs> I think he came in second place. I won $40. No, he won. He won. <laughs> no, he won. Was, 
I was so excited. Smarty, Smarty Jones won the, the Derby and the Preakness. The oh, is Smarty that what Jones, it was? He won? Smarty, yeah, whatever. Smarty I won a lot Jones, of because of it. I had no idea. Smarty Jones. Just because his name was Jones, I picked him. So Smarty Jones missed the Triple Crown by a nose in the Belmont. Yes, that's wow. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, no, Dick. Uh, Dick, very, very close with the uh, trainer and the owner. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That well, was my a, one a, year in horse racing. Wow. Smarty Jones. Smarty Jones. Smarty Jones, a Philadelphia area horse. That's the exactly Philly right. Horse. Actually, that I think I won a hundred and forty dollars, something like that. It was a yeah. So. yeah. It's oh, like well. it's yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's get one round in, and then we'll take a break. Who's going first? I'll 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 start. Okay. And as a homage to the suit, I leave with this question. Oh no. <laughs> Name the first four-time winner of the Indianapolis 500. Oh. I'll say Mario Andretti. Okay. AJ Ford. Well done, birthday boy. Oh. AJ oh, right? Foyt won. He won four, right? Mary oh, only won Smarty, once. Go, Smarty <laughs> just breaks me luck, man. <laughs> uh, All right, Kev, you can go next. What golfer was runner-up to Patrick Reed at the 2018 Masters? Jeez. Uh, no one ever remembers who came in second. Uh, yeah, no, Jack Nicholas finished second 19 times on a major. <laughs> Patrick Reed, who finished second? I will say Henrik Stenson. I think it, I think it may have been Jordan Spieth. Uh, Ricky Fowler, flogged oh. by one stroke. Wow. That's right. I was probably rooting for Ricky Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ricky. Always comes in second. Never the bride, always the bridesmaid. <laughs> okay, so there are only two states in the United States that have yet to send a team to the NCAA tournament, the men's tournament. What two states are they? That have never sent a team to the NCAA tournament? Correct. Montana and Hawaii. No, Montana's gone. Montana went three years ago. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> uh, Penn State played, Penn State played them and beat them that year. Uh, let's see, two states that haven't. I will say Alaska. That's one. And I will say, would be the other place. Uh, pick one, anyone. Um, uh, uh, no, nah, that wouldn't be right because they've gone. Uh, boom, taking too long. Uh, so I'll just, I'll just pick a state. I'll say Alaska, and the other one being uh, come on. I know I could do this. <laughs> I know I, I could do a commercial this. to do. <laughs> yeah, we do have to do a commercial. So I'll just say, like, I know it's wrong, but I know. Uh, Alaska and Maine. 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 Wow. 
That's too easy for me. The bear, black bears. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, who have been awesome in baseball over the years. They've been in the College World Series many times. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels of the dills, indeed second to none. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Don't forget, Sunbury Motors, terrific service department. We now return to trivia. All right, now since it's your birthday, I'll ask this question. One of the last, one of the last great Yankee monuments. One of the few in the last nineteen years. <laughs> what said like a true Boston fan? Like another one I know in this building was was Aaron Boone's home run that we played actually earlier in our call of the day. <laughs> Who was the pitcher that gave up the home run? David Price. Tim Wakefield. Tim Wakefield. Oh, Aaron, I'm thinking of the, the other day. Oh, I knew it was Wakefield. <laughs> I was thinking of... You, the, you think of the wrong year. Aaron Judge. Okay. Aaron Judge. Yeah. 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 I was just locking on that. No, I knew. A lot of Left great field. Aaron's in the... Big shot. Of great, oh, yeah, huge shot. I mean, that was a no-doubter. Yeah. Left field, upper deck. Yep. Oh. Darn, I got that. I knew the answer. I just got had the wrong player in my head. There's no excuses. I got it wrong. Okay, my turn. Which NFL's team was inspired by a famous author? Their team's name inspired by a famous author. The Baltimore Ravens. Oh, yeah. Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Ding, 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 ding. And what was the poem? Quoth the Raven, the ra- nevermore. <laughs> and their, I didn't think anyone would get this. Their mascots are called Edgar, Allen, and Poe. I, I didn't know <laughs> this. That was good. I actually I didn't know it. that either. Love it. That's good. <laughs> okay. okay. To keep the baseball theme going, since this is supposed to be opening weekend, how big is a baseball? Diameter or circumference? In circumference. Maine. I'm going to say <laughs> ten and a half inches. Close. Maine. Maine. <laughs> it is nine to nine and a quarter inches in circumference. 
Well, that means Joe Diameter Burrow can grip it. Diameter times pi. 3.14159. <laughs> yes, exactly. That means Joe Burrow can grip it. <laughs> <laughs> he got a little hand. That's so stupid. <laughs> okay, who's Steve's from? That's a good question, oh, I- Matt. Okay, I'm, so I'm up again. Yep. All right. Okay. In 1965, the Green Bay Packers beat the Baltimore Colts in a playoff game at Lambeau Field. It was They were tied for the Western. They never had playoff games back then. You just went right to the championship. Who was the starting quarterback for the Colts in 1965? Oh. Uh. Merrill? What was his name? I can see. Not Morton. Begin with an M. Steve? You're going to be 62 by the time you're done with this process. (laughs) (laughs) No, does it begin with an M? (laughs) Yes, it did. Yeah, I know what it is. Merrill? Is, John you're Morrill. Clo- you're Claw. You're Claw. And that's not Earl Morrill. No, it's not Earl. Earl Morrill. No. It was Tom. Tom. Oh, man, it was actually Jeopardy. It was actually their. It was, was actually their run, It was actually their running back, Tom Matty. They were down to their third quarterback, and he was the only guy left that could play quarterback because Johnny Unitas and Gary Quazzo both got hurt. Oh, so it wasn't so, Earl Morrill. No, it was not. Oh, John Maddy. I'll be darned. Tom, Tom Maddy, the running back. Tom Maddy, yeah, whatever. Matt made no guess. Yeah, That's I was going to say Johnny Unitas, but I knew that was wrong. Well, you weren't even and a you thought are wrong. that. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah, not an unfair question. So. Unfair? So, a penalty he, he played point. the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> he played the whole game. It was a playoff game. Yeah. Okay. Who's the only NBA player who sired three sons who played in the NBA? <laughs> I have several jokes I'm not going to use. Um, All right. <laughs> three I had to look up sired. Sired means father. <laughs> yeah, we know that. We got. We got. We got it. <laughs> We already did a horse racing segment kids, today. So. Yeah, yeah we already did a horse anything. racing segment today. Um, I, I, I'm sure, let's see. I'm trying to go down the line here. Three sons, huh? Yep. Actually, he has a fourth son who played in the G League. Yeah. Uh, I've got this wrong, I'm sure. Um, I'll say Horace Grant. No. Matt? I got nothing. Uh, Curry's dad. What's his name? Oh, he's got two. Yeah. Yeah, two. Steph Curry's dad. I forget forget his first name. Del Del Curry. Del Curry, right. Yeah. Rick Barry. Ah. Brent? Yeah. John, oh, Brent, 
Victory. Brent, John. Oh, I didn't write down the other one. Canyon <laughs> is in the G League. <laughs> And I forgot I the did. name of the third. Yeah, I one. did. Rick Barry's actually been on the show, mm-hmm. and I actually did a game where Brent played. Really? Yeah. Yep. They had all four of his sons played. Three played in the NBA, and the fourth one was in the G League. Wow. All right. Wow. All right. I got Who's another basketball next? question now. Go. Oh, go for it. For my third one. So, of course, we all know Michael Jordan played for UNC, but that was not his first choice. Where did he actually want to play college ball? And they did not recruit UCLA. him either. Steve? Uh, they didn't recruit him? They did not recruit him. Indiana. UCLA was correct. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. It's good ding. work by you, King. <laughs> That's fun. Those are my three. Guess what? Tomorrow, we move into Studio 10 in Stores, Connecticut. Well, good luck. Maybe doing some shows from Studio 10 out on the patio. So, well, A long time coming. We're finally all done. The house is all done, and our final move, we've been moving for two months. Our final move will be... Tomorrow morning. Kevin Freeman, who was a starter on the UConn National Championship team in 99. Yep. So Kevin is an assistant coach here. In fact, he lives on the same street as Jen does. Yep. So I was talking to Kevin. I said, hey, you know, my brother's moving into stores. He looked at me and said, why? (laughs) He said, what? Why? Why? (laughs) Currently, there's nobody there. That's the true. The is empty. The, there's no traffic. There's nothing. Stores is a nice town. It's, there's nothing. A lot of cows and stuff. But, you know. It, well, you know, Kevin was a Springfield guy, so going to a, yeah. going to a, going to a small <laughs> town was not exactly like you know, with the deal. So, uh, it, it, What amazes me about stores is it really, uh, it's, the college is the same size as Penn State, but it's not like Penn State. It, it's very quiet. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. And they have plenty of room for a football stadium. Put it that way. And they never did it, and it destroyed their football program. No, there's so. no question about that. I've, I've thought. I always thought the East Hartford thing was a dumb move. Oh, and anything that it's very political. Oh, no. Yeah. no, the state it dictated. Destroyed the program. I don't even State know if they'll have a program left. So, but that's their problem. So. Happy birthday, King! Yes, happy Thank birthday! You Enjoy very much. Hey, again, we West will catch Lane. you next week from Studio Ten, Ten Ridge what? Circle Stores. Very nice. Westbound lanes, by the way, I eighty closed because of an accident. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet.